Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow-Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles. I am your host, Johnny Catani, and we have made it through another week. Things are interesting right now, and I'm excited to share my feelings on the current marketplace as well as some things I'm looking forward to and just some some interesting takes on the the current landscape that is commercial real estate. Uh, I hope everyone had a great week. I hope you have some awesome weekend plans. We are going to, there's an RV show actually, uh, not too far at a convention center here by my house. And uh, as a big camper, um, it's something that I've been potentially leaning towards in terms of just getting a small camp trailer. So we're going to go look at that and um, also going to be setting up an inflatable hot tub on my back patio. So I'm very excited for that. Considering today is about a 30 mile an hour wind, which I think has the uh, the wind temp down to somewhere in the teens. It's freezing cold outside. So um, it, it's it's been an interesting uh, February as it always is. We get it feels like we always get a glimpse of spring where we had some like 45 degree, just gorgeous, sunny days. And, and we have this and yesterday was a bit of a blizzard. So we get a little bit of everything, but uh, if you've been following along, you know that I switched gears a little bit this year and have been focusing on the active side of real estate, which means I've started to engage some broker relationships here in Salt Lake city. And it's, and this week was my first week finally uh, getting FaceTime with some of these brokers. I've met with three brokers already and um, still have a couple more meetings as I, as you know, I'm, I don't actually record this on Friday. Uh, so still a, a couple days left in the week for me here. So got a couple more meetings um, and just really just starting to nurture the relationships. And this is why I want to give some feedback. Um, and you'll kind of understand my, my mindset. So currently the way that Utah works is the, the economics are very favorable, right? A lot of, lot of people moving here kind of, in different areas, depending on what you're into, but Salt Lake city getting, you know, younger starting, I mean, just so much development happening in Salt Lake city. And the way that Utah really worked before is we didn't have a lot of, especially in Salt Lake city, we didn't have a lot of apartment complexes. There were just not a lot of apartments, large, I should say large apartment complexes to choose from, you know, there were six, eight and 12 units kind of scattered all throughout you know, it's a smaller capital city, if not still the smallest capital city per capita, maybe even in uh, square miles as well. I'll have to research that to know for sure. But it, it, it's on the smaller side. So if you come from a bigger city, it can be a bit of a shock to realize how much smaller it is. 
but that comes with a few things. It's relatively safer, if not one of, you know, probably top five safest capital cities, top 10 for sure. You know, very safe. You could go for a run in most parts of the city at night. There's obviously some areas to stay away from, but in a lot of cities, you know, aside from maybe like a few square blocks, you you wouldn't venture out late at night. This is not like that, which is which is awesome, right? So a lot of people moving here. Of course, we have world-class skiing. Uh, downtown is not far from Park City, which is obviously world-renowned. And then if you're an actual skier, you go into the Cottonwood Canyons, which again, still only 35, 40 minutes if you live downtown. So relatively speaking, I mean, you have access to some some real like outdoor adventures pretty quickly and what's cool about so about Salt Lake City is three hours in any direction will get you a vast difference of environments if you go three hours south you're in the desert and it, the elevation starts to drop and you're starting to get closer to like Arizona and so it, the temperature changes and starting to get warmer right like I drove four hours south uh last let's see two weekends ago and um and i was and it was 60 degrees while it was you know mid 40s here in the city right that's you know four hours difference if you go three hours straight north you're in idaho which just starts to open up even more i mean the valleys there are massive if you go you know three hours west you actually end up in nevada in you know, but you also have like the salt flats out there, which obviously very different. So you have desert again out there. You've got like Wendover, Nevada, which is like kind of the the poor man's. I wouldn't even call it Vegas. It's like if you've ever been on Fremont Street in Vegas, it's like the poor man's Fremont Street, which Fremont Street is kind of the lower budget part of Las Vegas. And this is an even lower budget than that. <laughs> like, for instance, in college for $20, you could get a ticket to a coach bus that included a ride there and back like free buffet, $10 in gambling at there's only three hotels there. They're all kind of, they're all connected and related. You do have Peppermill concert hall out there, which does actually get some surprisingly good artists. Um, it is relatively uh, sought after place for artists to play, which is fascinating. It's mostly older artists and, and a lot of country artists. Uh, and then if you go three hours east, you're in the Uinta Mountains, which is, you know, where the tallest peak in uh, Utah is. You've got a lot of incredible fly fishing out there, a lot of backcountry skiing, snowmobiling, a lot of hunting out there, big game hunting. So the point of that was to tell you that it's a hub. And it's not only a hub for that, it's a hub for shipping, receiving. I mean, Amazon has a fulfillment center here. You know, uh, the highways connect, you know, I-80 connects to like uh, through Colorado. You have I-15 that goes all the way to California. If you literally get on I-15 right from downtown, which I-15 is what literally runs through downtown Salt Lake City, Interstate 15. If you got on that and got on I-15 the south and never stopped you you would go right through Vegas you just keep on going right into California same road same highway 
right? It's like 10 hours. So I say all that because logistically speaking, it's pretty incredible, which is why a lot of companies are moving here and a lot of people are moving here for the adventure. And, and now we've got the new airport. And so, you know, Delta just put in this new incredible terminal and, you know, a lot more flights rolling through here. And in a couple of weeks, we got the best ever real estate conference. That's going to be massive. You know, a lot of big conferences starting to happen here. So a lot is taking place and the development is still catching up. I think we're 50,000 units under supplied. So pretty serious under supply, but it wasn't until the last probably three to five years that it's been heavy on these big class a, you know, 100, 150, 200, 250 unit complexes being built. So do I think the undersupply will ever catch up? No, because I don't think it will ever catch up in the country, uh, especially the current rate we're going. And, and there's some bu- bureaucratic stuff in there, as always. But ultimately, it's making it very challenging to do real estate here because a lot of people moving a lot of undersupply, which has compressed cap rates significantly. And there were very few players in the game. And with more people trying to get involved, you've got sort of this tight knit community. And what's, what's nice about it is I actually went to college because I, you know, have lived here half my life. I went to college and I'm friends with the people who have now are now taking over sort of the downtown kind of Wasatch front area is what they call it there along the, the bench on the East side of there of the city and it, it, you know, there's only a few names in terms of like who owns a lot of the city and blah, blah, blah. And I know them personally, I have a personal relationship. So that's really nice. However, because the name, their name means so much in the city, they're not just, just because I'm friends with them. They're not just going to show me the best deals. Right. So you still have to cut your teeth and, and, you know, kind of cut through some of it. So that leads me to one thing that's been, that will be unique for me is that's not unique to me. I know a lot of people are impatient, especially, you know, business people, they want to do things now, but ultimately my goal is to do a hundred units in Utah, ideally Salt Lake this year. And as of recording this, it's February 15th, which means I still have, you know, 10, basically 10 and a half months (laughs) 10 and a half months to do a deal. My goal is a hundred units, 10 and a half months. That's so much time. And so, you know, these relationships are just very much in the uh, nurturing phase. I'm so, so stoked that the best ever conference is going to be in Salt Lake city because a lot of big names will be in the city here. And because of the podcast and because of the connections I've already got, people are already starting to call me and asking questions, how they can help me. You know, um, of course I'm asking how I can provide value to them. I've already started exchanging a few deals here and there. So it feels like we're getting close, but that's all subjective. So really what's happening is it's a very small, because it's a small market, the way that deals work here is, groups buy and hold for a long time. And I know you're probably thinking, well, that's how real estate works. And you're right, right? 
you know, if you're familiar with commercial real estate, you see a lot of three, five, seven year hold periods. But what, for instance, let me give you a kind of a polarizing market in Phoenix. And this is, this is changing, but over the last like three years, really up, up till this year, if you held on to something for two years, three years, that was a long hold. Like things were exchanging hands in nine, 14 months, 15 months, and not just exchanging hands, but like you were two Xing, you were two Xing your, the equity in 15 months, 18 months, like absolutely insane insanity. And so, you know, what's going to happen is the other thing to remember too, is, you know, a lot more infrastructure. It's just a bigger city, right? Phoenix MSA is way bigger. Phoenix MSA includes like Tempe and Glendale and, you know, Scottsdale is kind of an MSA and, uh, you know, and these are like bigger, bigger tertiary markets than the tertiary markets that Salt Lake city MSA has to offer. So, what would happen is, you know, you had not very many players and they hold on to things for a long time. Now that's not necessarily bad because, you know, even on these long-term, uh, you know, long-term debts, that's eventually going to run out and you still have refinance risk and all the same risks that, that markets have are, are still risks here. And so, you know, as time goes on, you know, more and more opportunities will present themselves, especially if you're open to, you know, kind of venturing outside of the city. If you go north, a lot of growth happening north, a lot of growth happening west. West is considered kind of our um, a lower demographic area, uh, especially west, like straight west of downtown. And that's starting to change as, you know, the city is pushing really, really hard to get you know, more developers to develop out there and build more a class and, and, you know, kind of spread the, you know, spread, spread the city out so that it's not all on the uh, East side. And that, you know, cause the West is really as far as you can go because on the East side, you literally run into the mountains. And so you can't just keep going East. Right. So there's no other option, but to go North, South, East and West sorry, not East, North, uh, North, West, and South. And so, so there's just going to be a lot more opportunity as time goes on. Now I'm not opposed to development. I've got certain brokers that are sending some development opportunities around. It's not, it's not that I, I don't, I'm, I am a risk taker. So if I found the right group to jump on board with on one of these deals, I would do a development deal, even though I don't really, not that I don't know the first thing about it, but I've just never done one. But there's a lot of yield there, especially here, if you're willing to build, right? There are a lot of risks to take on, obviously, with interest rates changing and certain economic factors. But it can be very rewarding, you know, especially if you do it correctly. So, you know, not opposed to that either. So really right now what's happening in my world is just a lot of nurturing, nurturing relationships, 
you know, looking at stuff. I did a walkthrough yesterday of this really awesome brand new mixed use downtown. That's really, really compelling. So just started to nurture some relationships and kind of see what's out there. I haven't sat down with any of the big name brokers yet in the game. Um, so kind of working my way there, I'm thinking by best ever, I'll be able to start glad handing some of them. And again, working on some other relationships as potential partnerships and things like that. So a lot happening already. Things are moving. It feels it's it's funny because it's a slow, it's a slow industry in terms of transactions happen slowly, right? I mean, you know, you think of uh, you know, $10 million transaction that doesn't happen, you know, like a five hundred thousand dollar residential transaction you know there's a lot more moving parts you're actually talking about a business you know walkthroughs are different inspections are way different right you know an inspection of a one single house you go look at some comps you know you get some comps look at it you know take you you know an hour depending on the size couple hours depending on the size take you half a day to walk through 100 units right and even then you don't go into every single unit you know, there's kind of a strategy behind how the inspections are done. You also have your appraisal. You know, the appraisal in while comps do play a factor still in commercial real estate, the appraisal is based on NOI, right? So you've got to have up-to-date financials. And you've got to also, if you've got a mismanaged property, you might not have the most up-to-date financials. They might not have the best bookkeeping. So then you got to take that into account. So there's a lot of moving parts. And so it's it's a lot slower transactions. On top of that, we're in a very slow period anyway. This is just a slower time. Even if the market's hot, this is a slower, typically a slower period in terms of transaction. But, you know, once like March hits and things start to change, weather, of course, is a factor because here you're legitimately dealing with snowstorms and blizzards like we had yesterday today it's absolutely freezing cold outside so you know things will start to pick up and i'm looking forward to keeping you guys updated on how that's going but i am happy to report that things are going well we are starting to look at things starting to get in the doors and there's some very intriguing things starting to happen so uh really just wanted to take this episode to kind of give you guys an update what i'm looking at what my take is on the Salt Lake City market. That's going to be what a lot of this is, as that's what I'm going to get so heavily involved in. So you guys will really get a very firsthand kind of feel on really starting from the ground floor, right? Nurturing a relationship, what that looks like. You know, it's a lot of, you know, I mean, it's nice because it's lunches and it's coffees and, you know, driving around and looking at properties and learning more and, I mean, if you're asking if I'm complaining, the answer is absolutely not. It's it's great. I'm getting out of the house because I work from home, which is so nice. And, you know, I look forward to keeping you guys updated on all of that. Uh, as, as the year progresses, I have also not mentioned much about the game last week. It was a really great game to watch. Of course, my Eagles came up short. You know, you can say what you want about the call. I think frustrating part about games like that is it is you know the eagles have their fair share of opportunities 
aside from that. And so it's such a bummer when it comes down to a controversial call. Of course, I'm biased. I don't think it was a hold. I realized he admitted it was a hold, but you know what, you guys, that stuff, I mean, it was on the line of scrimmage. I'm not going to get into it, right? In my opinion, it was a really great game. It's a bummer had to come down to a call like that because even, even if it wasn't the Eagles and I was a Kansas City fan, it's it's a it's a bummer that it comes down to something like that and not like yes we we beat them there's no question right there's always going to kind of be that question of that call i know a lot of games have that but this one's just fresh so anyway that's my take on it um thank you guys so much for listening as always i always appreciate it um download numbers are starting to pick up we're starting to get very consistent um right in that 3 to 500 download range per week so very very grateful of course, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Johnny Katani, J-O-N-N-Y-C-A-T-T-A-N-I. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right here behind me on the sign. My last name, Katani. Can't miss it. So anyways, still working on getting uh, more things rolled out for social media as well as for the new video series. So keep an eye out for that. But you can be the first to know by going to www.investwithkatani.com, www.investwithkatani.com. That's invest with C-A-T-T-A-N-I.com. You'll see a little intro video there. Fill out the subscription link. I've got a free bunch of free bonus stuff that I send you right away. And that by joining that list, you are going to be the first one to get access to the video series. So while it is not available yet, it will be available in the next couple of weeks. You will get first dibs there. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great and safe weekend and I will talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.